BG Mania, a video game music podcast for October 9th, 2019, is made possible by Level Down Games. Check us out over at leveldowngames.com for the latest reviews and brand new episodes of both BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday, and Max Level, a video game podcast every Monday. On with the show. Welcome to BG Mania, a weekly video game music podcast. <laughs> I can't, and I can't, it's tough to do, man. Brought to you by Level Down Games. I'm Brian, joined as always by the Uncle Fester to my cousin It. It's Frank. Is that how it goes? Is that what you want me to say? I, I resemble that remark. Is that what you wanted me to say? That's what you wanted to hear? You got you, you damn Uncle Fester looking freak of nature. Wow, Brian. <laughs> we just, just started audio podcast at least I have hair at least it's long and luscious and beautiful and falling out well chemo and will do that to you <laughs> for those just joining us that's rude what we like to do here at PG Mania is challenge ourselves to never play the same track more than once except for special occasion episodes which will always be announced in advance so you're guaranteed to hear something new something fresh and something exciting each and every week if you're new to the world of video game music podcast, you are in for a treat. But for all the veterans that may be stumbling upon our neck of the Lost Woods for the very first time, Frank and I definitely tell more personal stories about the games we play music from and about the tracks themselves, instead of constantly diving into music theory and breaking apart each track instruments at a time. As always, we hope you enjoyed the episode we have lined up for your listening pleasure today. Don't forget to head on over to Apple Podcasts or we are listening to us and leave that five-star rating under review so we continue to climb the charts in terms of search results. And remember... This is the month we are giving away the gift cards for the ratings and reviews. So we've decided it'll be one $10 gift card for max level and one $10 gift card for BG Mania. If you leave us a rating and a review for both shows, that's an entry for both gift cards. There are no limits to the number of times you can do this. So if you have access to multiple Apple accounts or just want to create additional Apple accounts to help us out with reviews, you can do that and enter multiple times for each individual show. Send you your army of bots out there to give us five-star reviews. Yeah, all you need to do, let, leave us a five-star rating and a review for uh, BG Mania. Or you don't have to leave. I mean, a five-star would be nice, but we just want ratings and reviews. Be honest. Be honest with yourselves and with us. And um, just let me know at brian at leveldowngames.com or you can email bgmania at leveldowngames.com. That still comes to me as well. And let me know that you left us a rating and a review for BG Mania. If you did one for max level, let me know as well. And just let me know what your Apple ID is. So that way I can verify the review on our personal page with what you said. And as long as it, the review shows up, then yeah, you're entered into our contest. 
on the first recording that we do in November. So it'll be the episode that we record that we record November 2nd. We will do a dice roll in Discord. It'll be a public one. So we'll do it in the BG Mania channel for Max Level. We'll do it in the Max Level channel. We'll do a public dice roll so that it matches up. I'll post the list so that way the numbers match up as well. Everything will be very transparent. There'll be no hidden things. I'll post a list before the dice gets rolled. Uh, it'll be totally fair. We have no idea who's going to win. It could be you. It won't be I'm us. I'm going to win. It won't be us. Like I said, it won't be us. <laughs> well, it won't be my Apple account. It might be one of my millions. Yeah, and millions. exactly. I don't have the time or effort to do that. No, but it'll be a $10 gift card to your storefront of choice, whether that be Steam, PSN, Xbox Live, eShop, Amazon, any store, really. I mean, if you don't want a gaming one, that's fine, too. Um, that's your choice. Let me know. But it'll be a $10 gift card to any storefront that you prefer. And all you need to do is leave us a rating and review. So uh, you have an entire month to do that. And hopefully... We will have some fun doing this and get some awesome reviews out of it as well. I'm going to get free Taco Bell out of you one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the second episode of our spooky season, our fun month of October. And we decided, as we mentioned last week, that we were going to explore the Adams Family video games because there is a new Adams Family movie coming out. And I think the movie comes out this week. I thought it would kind of line up perfectly to do this episode with the movie coming out. And based on the games that we found, we're going to be playing music from a handful of different games. Like I said, when we said at the end of the episode last week, there aren't a ton of Adams Family games. And some of the ones don't have great soundtracks anyway. But we have, what do we have? One, two, three, four. I want to say like six or seven different games. And one of them, the Adams Family as a game, that's just the name of the game, literally has versions on like the Genesis, the SNES, the Amiga, the, N the NES, the Game Boy, the Master System. But each game has different soundtracks. <laughs> so we, we picked from that game several times. But this is going to be a fun episode. And we kicked off, Frank, with your first pick that isn't actually even from a video game. It, it isn't from a video game. It is from the 1992 best and, and still to this day, best selling pinball machine of all time. The Adams Family Pinball Machine, which you heard was the Mamushka. Great pinball machine, dude. One of, one of my favorites. It is my favorite. Uh, and for Adams Family fans, the Mamushka that was taught to us by our Cossack cousins. The Mamushka has been the Adams Family tradition since God knows when. We danced the Mamushka when Rido, Nero fiddled. We danced the Mamushka at Waterloo. And we danced the Mamushka for Jack the Ripper. And now, Fester Adams, these Mamushkas for you. God, I love that movie. I love, <laughs> I, I love the Adams Family in general. I was a big fan of Jackie Coogan, the, the original Uncle Fester. Okay. Uh, to the point that I did a little research because I was like, you know what? I wanted to come with some Adams Family facts for everyone and just before i even go into that chris graner was the uh composer he was the composer for midway uh it was i think bally's at the time who put the, the pinball machine out it was the same company uh also did the music for wrestlemania the video game so there you go nice but i wanted to give you a quick uncle fester fact even though there'll be more fester facts throughout this episode since uh fester's quest will definitely show up yes, will. uh so uncle fester was not originally goma's adam's brother on the television show uncle fester was the maternal uncle of morticia adams oh okay uh it wasn't until the movie that he became his brother so that's a little fun fact and i have more fester facts later on the movie comes out this friday october 11th it looks quite charming it's 3d animated so it's not like it's yeah. not like a, a you know like a live action film or anything like that it's an animated movie that looks really good i'm down for it man i've always loved the adams family uh i think the adams family movies in general 
are great movies. Like they they generally are. They're they're fun movies to watch. Rarely when you get like a TV show adaptation of a movie are they better than the original. I think the movies are better than the original TV show, and I love the TV show. Yeah, yeah. It's um like I said, the the movie originally began production at Universal that and it was supposed to be how crazy would it have been but it was supposed to be directed by tim burton and be a stop motion film oh, but man. uh they they ended up changing it in 2013 when uh mgm took over and it just it kind of became something different but it still looks really cool it still looks really 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 cool but frank i was a little disappointed in you that you didn't actually choose a song that had the traditional adams family theme in it I had to start off with the, the dance of brotherly love between you and I. <laughs> but yes, I, I, we would be a little remiss if we didn't play the traditional theme. Yeah, you didn't pick anything at all. And I think that because you didn't, we may as well start off my picks with the traditional Adam's Family theme. So from Pugsley's Scavenger Hunt, the SNES version, this is the Adam's Family theme. And that was the Adams Family theme from Pugsley's Scavenger Hunt. That's from the SNES version, released here in North America, February 1993. Uh, I have two composers. I'm not sure which composer worked on which game. That's unfortunately going to be something that we see often here as we talk about these Adams Family games, just because we're unsure of some of these credits, like. Because, again, there's so many different versions of each game on so many different platforms with multiple composers listed, but it doesn't break it down by who did what version. So we know Barry Leach worked on Pugsley Scavenger Hunt, and we know Jonathan Dunn worked on Pugsley Scavenger Hunt. I'm assuming the SNES version, I was talking to Frank about this while we listened to it, I'm assuming the SNES version was Jonathan Dunn, and the Game Boy and maybe even the NES version may have been Barry Leach because he was definitely a predominant composer back in the Game Boy, original Game Boy, NES, Amiga, Commodore era. So that's my guess, probably Jonathan Dunn, but we're just giving credit to both of them because they both did work on the Pugsley's Scavenger Hunt games. And I think that based on all of the games that have the Adams Family theme in it, the version in Pugsley Scavenger Hunt is my favorite version because I think it sounds most true to the Adams Family theme song from the TV show. Yeah, it's pretty close to it. Um, yeah, 
I wanted to sing along as Lurch, but you know, what you gonna do? Yep. Do 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 do. It's a great theme, dude. It's a great theme. And I think that just the style of the SNES, which that version came from, the sound chip lends really well to that Adams Family theme because it's simplistic already. I mean, the Adams Family theme isn't anything major. It's, uh, you know, it was one of the uh, first songs I learned to play on the piano. Yeah, it's a basic, a it's kid. a basic melody and snapping. Yeah. It's really easy to do. Like, and I think that's so cool, but they, they captured that pretty well with the sound chip and the SNES. I like it a lot. You know what? Let's just get it out of the way. From the worst game in the history of games, just ask my friend James, Mr. Ralph, uh, from Fester's Quest. Oof. I don't, I don't think it's the worst. I hate it so much. This is the first person area. And that was the first person area from Fester's Quest, uh, which came out in North America in 1989. This game sucks. I don't think it sucks. You can go throw it in a fire. It has a great great composer, Frank. Uh, Naoki Kodaka. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic composer, because Fester's Quest is one of those Sunsoft games. And if you remember, we've talked about Sunsoft before uh, several times and before here on the show. But Batman Return of the Joker is the one I always know. know, Yeah. And that's Naoko Kodaka as well. And Naoko Kodaka was just, you know, one of those in-house composers at Sunsoft that really took advantage of the NES sound chip and just really did some phenomenal things with it. May he rest in peace. Uh, but this is the uh, the last area in the game before the final boss. Right. Exactly. Actually, t- technically, it's the any first person area. But once you get to that first boss, that's, that's the end of the game, because this game is hard and it sucks. I, again, I don't think the game sucks. I think that the game is challenging and it's definitely very, very much rooted in its time of releasing Brian, in 1989. If you, die, if you die, you have to start all the way back at the very beginning. I get it. But you had to do that in like several games that were challenging back then. And like all those games Ghouls suck. and Ghosts and Gargoyles Quest. And I mean, at least you don't have to do that in Dark Souls. But Dark Souls is, you know, this is this is the Dark Souls of its time, dude. It was. This is, okay. No, no more having the Dark Souls of this. It's the Fester's Quest of this. This is, this is the Fester's Quest of 
games. Like when yes. when when uh, Code Vein, that's the fastest quest of anime anime inspired games. <laughs> now I don't really I, I don't honestly hate this game, but it is super challenging. Um, the only thing that makes it have such a bad rap is the difficulty level. It, it really is difficult, but I have beaten this game. Yeah, I have too. Um, later in life. Oh yeah, I didn't beat this. I mean, I was, what, three years old when this game came out originally? There's no way I beat this. I think I finally finished this sometime in the early 2000s when I played through it. Uh, you know what I bet? I Actually, I remember. I finished it after I watched uh, the Angry Video Game Nerd video on it. I may have beaten this game in the past four or five years. Like that's. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, but I used to go to my friend Justin's house and play this game all the time. Yeah, uh, I never, I never owned it either. I used to play it at a friend's house too. Yeah, so I, this is the one ones we go over, and we would, you know, write our strategies down, like what we're gonna do. But this game, it, it had it had a mechanic in it that just it it was frustrating, and that was that level down mechanic. It was the the downgrade. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, level, you go through and you, level and you, down you, games, baby. You'd be upgrading your weapon, and then you downgrade into a bad one that throws your whole pattern off. No fun. No es bueno. No fun, man. Yeah, my friend Kenny that used to live across the street had uh, had Fester's Quest, and we used to play it extensively uh, just trying to finish it, man, and we never did. <laughs> we never could actually finish this damn game. We'd always die, if not in the first area, then usually by the sewers. Those damn sewers, those slimes, son of a gun. That, really, man, it was the toughest part. It was really the toughest part. Uh, I was going to wait, but you mentioned it, so I may as well do it. I also have a track from Fester's Quest, and I actually picked uh, the boss battle music because you, okay. you just mentioned it. So I may as well just go ahead and stick it in here now because it makes sense. So let's stick with Fester's Quest one more time. The last time I heard on the episode today, this is boss battle. <laughs> Boss Battle from Fester's Quest, as Frank mentioned, released sometime in 1989 here in North America, composed once again by the wonderful Naoki Kodaka, who, like I said, primarily worked for Sunsoft throughout his career. He was active until 2002 and did just several awesome games that we love 
playing music from here on BG Mania and that we really, like I said, we will definitely dive more into his st stuff at some point in the future with a spotlight on him, a composer deep dive, and then we still are going to do that Sunsoft episode as well. But, you know, games like Spy Hunter and Blaster Master and Vester's Quest and Batman Journey, and Journey to Silius. Journey yeah. to Silius. Fantastic soundtrack. Absolutely. Return of the Joker. Super Fantasy Zone. Albert Odyssey, which, man, if you haven't heard music from Albert Odyssey yet, you're missing out. Uh, I, I, I've never played those games because they didn't release here in North America, except for the one on the uh, Sega Saturn. But I've listened to those soundtracks and they are absolutely incredible. But yeah, Naoki Kudaku just fantastic. And that boss battle music, dude, that is legit. That is good stuff right there. That was a good track. A horrible yeah. game. Dying and again, not a horrible game, but man, the soundtrack, the music. And now that actually legitimately means we have played every single track, main track from Fester's Quest. Everything else that's left in the game yeah, is like your, is crazy? Your, your 10, 15 <laughs> second stuff. Because we played the overworld theme. We played sewers. We played first person area. We played boss battle. That's the only full length tracks in the game. <laughs> yeah. But what a great track that was. What a great track. And it really is, if you think about it, Fester's Quest is probably the most iconic Adams Family game. It is. It's actually the number 45 all-time game for NES rated by someone. Uh, IGN. That's the one. There you go. Yeah, I IGN ranked it 45 on the top 100 NES games list. But it really is when you like, if you think Adams Family games, most people immediately go to Fester's Quest as the first one that pops up in their mind. Absolutely. In my mind, that's that's the really the only Adams Family game. The other games are okay, but this is really, that is the Adams Family game. It's definitely the one that pops up in my mind first as well, even though I've played several other ones. I have. I, am, I immediately think Fester's Quest first. Hey guys, Brian here from BG Mania. We wanted to take this quick opportunity to tell you about a new series hitting our YouTube channel multiple times throughout the week, Quick Trip. Quick Trip is a series of discussions that we have on the Max Level podcast surrounding new release games, and they'll be turned into gameplay impression videos over at youtube.com forward slash games. If you listen to Max Level Weekly every Monday, there won't be anything new, but it's a great way to see the game in action we're discussing. Almost every game we talk about in the campaign game segment of the show will have a video throughout the week. So be sure to click that subscribe button on YouTube and turn notifications on so that you never miss one of our uploads. We're seriously so close to 4,000 subscribers and would love to hit it within the next week or two so we can start making that push toward 5,000. Uh, but when I think Adam's family, though, in general, my mind always goes to the movies. Oh, OK. Uh, so I'm going to pick one that there was an official movie tie in. This is from Adam's Family Values. This is Creepy Creatures.
And that was Creepy Creatures from Adam's Family Values. The game came out February of 1995. It was composed by the Tin Man himself, Keith Tinman. And that was the SNES version. That was the SNES version, the superior version in my mind. I think that a lot of the tracks in Adam's Family Values were better on the SNES, but I do think some of the tracks on the Genesis version are better. I have picked one from a Genesis version that I thought was better um, on something else. Uh, Keith Tinman uh, didn't do many games. It seems like almost everything he did was a tie-in to a movie for the most part. He did Batman, Cape Crusader. He did Hudson Hawk, Flintstone, Dennis the Menace, Eek the Cat, uh, The Thing. Uh, the only thing I'm seeing that's not a tie-in to a movie is apparently Lemmings on the Game Boy. Eek the Cat, man. I remember that. Uh, but he, he also does a lot of sound effects for other things. So he, you know, he did sound effects for the Lethal Weapon video game. So he, he seems to be in the licensed realm. That's what he does. Did he do all the Lemmings games or just certain ones? Just the one for the Game Boy. Okay, just the one for the Game Boy. I never actually played that one on the Game Boy. I had more anything Lemmings wise usually was on PC for me. Ditto. That was yeah. <laughs> one of the earlier PC games I was playing. That was one of the only PC games I played, especially back in like the... Um, late 90s when we actually when I actually was taking like computer classes in middle school and high school that's like the only game that was installed on the in the computer lab so that's all I played <laughs> my, my friend's mother was actually the computer lab teacher so she would let us go in there and play games and Lemmings was one of those games that we played the heck out of that and Carmen Sandiego oh nice so that's Carmen why I know San- Car- so well Carmen Sandiego was freaking awesome back in the day man it really was but what I like about creepy creatures that's Tune is actually kind of catchy. It's like a very post alt rock emo kind of feel to it. It was very curious, if that's a word. Yeah. Now, you, Ch- made a, you made a comment to me that the Adams Family Values, because we don't have a ton of picks from it. We have a couple, but you had made a comment that the soundtrack just isn't that strong. And I think there are a couple good tracks on there, but a lot of what the Adam's Family Value soundtrack consists of is a lot of like background atmospheric music that doesn't yeah. translate well to a podcast. Like, That's why I felt that wasn't strong because like it's nothing I can really pick from. Like the bli- there's a stage called the Blizzard. Yeah. You, 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 hear, you hear blowing snow. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have two picks from it. I think I have probably besides Creepy Creatures, the only other two picks that are worth anything from uh, Adam Simley Value that we'll get to a little later in the show. But I want to kick to, I think, the only Game Boy pick we have on the show today, because I don't think you picked anything from the Game Boy. No. Uh, and this is my only pick from Game Boy. So it is our only Game Boy pick then. And I went to the Adams Family on Game Boy. This is Study Room. Thank you. 
And that was Study Room from the Game Boy version of The Addams Family, which came out, I don't know, sometime in 1992, I think. Uh, I really don't know exactly when, because, again, it, the, this, the Addams Family as a game, in just the name The Addams Family, came out on the NES, the Master System, the Game Gear, the Genesis, the Super NES, the Game Boy, the Atari ST, the Commodore 64, the Amiga, the TurboGrafx, the ZX Spectrum, and the Armstrad CPC. The only thing that's listed for a release date for everything is 1992. Yeah. <laughs> and I know for a fact it didn't come out on all those platforms in 1992. So I really don't have an accurate release date for the Adam Simply on Game Boy. You know Boy. what, though? 92 makes sense. It does, because the movie came out in 91. Yeah, so that's when, that's when the pinball machine hit. That's when it makes sense that they all would come out the same exact time. But I think the SNES version came out in like 94. Either that or the Genesis version. One of those two came out in like 94. So I know not everything was 1992. Probably a lot of it was, though. Probably the Game Boy version for sure. Uh, this was composed by Mark Cooksey. And this is a fun little track, dude. Yeah, I, I like this one. This one, I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. Yeah, no, it's it's a great track for a Game Boy uh, composition. And Mark Cooksey, we've definitely talked about before. He is best known for his work on the Commodore 64. And I think we talked about him because he is most notably known for composing the music to the original Ghosts and Goblins, which we have played music from before. We have, yeah. Yeah. So this was a great tune, man. And like I said, typically... Game Boy music, at least in my opinion, isn't always the strongest. There are several amazing tracks that do exist on the Game Boy, though. And just listening to that, I really enjoy that. It, it has a very, and it is Adam's family because so, it makes sense, but it has a very spooky undertone. It's very eerie. You know, we often forget how good Game Boy music can be. It definitely can be good. There are some real stinkers out there, though. Oh, there absolutely are, but it can be pretty damn of course. good. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, boy. Um... You know what? You went from a Game Boy game. How about I go for something we just mentioned? I'll, I'll, I'll take an Amiga game. Okay, perfect. Uh, this is from the Adams Family game, of course. Uh, the Amiga version. This is Outside.
that was outside from the Adams family. Uh, 1992 again. That is done by Jonathan Dunn. Get her done. <laughs> I think it's a nice little fun tune, man. Um, it's kind of crazy that this, you know, it literally put this on everything. This is the Skyrim of its time. It kind of was, if you think about it that way. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely, uh, definitely see that. I really like this track. It again, it's another one of those that are very catchy, and it really does when you think about it. It kind of fits the outside motif. It sounds like you're outside. And it even has a little bit of a Egyptian-y kind of exploration-y feel to it, too. Yeah, I could totally hear that. Yep, yep, I could definitely hear that. And I love anytime we really get to play actual music from the Amiga. You know, we've done two full episodes based on the Amiga with a part one and a part two. I really like every time we get to because it's so good, man. It's so good. I scoured the soundtracks for all the Adams Family games. And I'm a little disappointed in all of them. For one reason, okay. not a single one of them had the Adams Groove by Mr. MC Hammer. Oh, man. They do what they want to do. Say what they want to say. Live how they want to play how they want to play. Not a single one. Not cool. Probably okay. because it sucks. Oh, there's that as well. <laughs> All right, man, let's move on to a game that I was excited to get to pick from. And another one that I was surprised you didn't pick from, because I actually think the soundtrack to this version is quite strong. We are going to go. We are sticking with just the Adams Family is the name of the game. Again, it's released everywhere. But we get to go to the Sega Master System version. The name of this track is Secret Room.
And that was Secret Room from the Adams Family on the Sega Master System, which again came out sometime in and around 1992. We don't have an actual composer for the Master System version. It is listed as unknown everywhere. Uh, I, I'm going to give I, credit to Lurch. I, I don't think we can, but I really don't know who it was. Uh, Wikipedia lists Naoki Kodaka as the composer for every single version, and we know that's not to be the case because we found actual composers for several other versions of the Addams Family games on other platforms. It could have been Naoki Kodaka. It probably isn't. But it's unfortunate that, you know, there's just no crediting for the Master System games. And I even watched an entire playthrough on YouTube watching for the credits. You know, I obviously skipped to the end, but I was looking at the credits and there aren't even any credits listed after you beat the game. So there's just no credits for this game anywhere to be found. And that is a little bit unfortunate because we can't give proper credit because I really do like that track. And I sometimes forget that the Sega Master System, because we oftentimes, you know, we talk about the Genesis and how awesome that sound chip is. The Master System also had a pretty good sound chip in it. And I like some of the Master System soundtracks, dude. It's really good. You know what? I promise you some more facts about the Adam's Family. I have one more so about the uh, the movie. Okay. So the second that movie came out, and it was a, it was a, a huge success. Uh, they got uh, Paramount Pictures was actually uh, they, they sued Orion and put the and put the movie out because Dan Levy, the executive producer of the old TV show, said that they stole too many of his ideas because the movie was meant to be based on the cartoons by Charles Adams because they uh, the, oh, okay. the, the TV the TV rights were still owned by Paramount or, or, or whoever it was. But they they, they 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 sued them and they settled out of court. Because uh, lots of little things, the nuanced things like Gomez blowing up the trains, thing being a hand, those weren't things from the, uh, his cartoons. Those were actually legitimately from the, the TV show. So. Interesting. That's really cool. Which are all things that we actually cared about. Yeah. Um, but I want you to give you another little quick, t- a little, little tank tidbit. Uh, we started off this episode with the Mamushka. Originally, it was going to be a much longer musical number with singing and dancing and a whole shebang. I mean, it was dancing, but there, there's actually like words and everything. They actually hired Broadway um, composers to write and choreograph the whole thing. Andrew Lloyd Webber? It didn't test well with the 16 to 32 white male uh, demographic, so they cut it. Huh. Oh, there you go. Could have had more. Could have had more. Could have had more love. people, but we didn't. It, it must have been love, but it's over now. But it's over now. You got to do it right if you're going to do it, Frank. I am no singer. You know that. Or you got to get it high, dude. I can't even reach that note, though. It's where the water flows. It's where the wind blows. Okay. Um, <laughs> One thing that I definitely want to mention about Secret Room is that we do a little episode or we do a little segment on a max level every single week known as bonus stage where we play music very similar to secret room. It's usually, you know, secrets that are in a games because bonus stage is sitting like a, you know, like a bonus stage in a game. So we play music from bonus stages or bonus rounds or secret rooms or secret stages, anything like that. Always in the background when you, Frank, Sean and Kyle, whenever whoever's on the show, do a little trivia game with five questions. So if you like listening to that kind of stuff, always, always, always check out Max Level every Monday because we do fun games like that while also still delivering on games we've played and our impressions. Plus, of course, the, the latest news. And definitely go back and listen to the last episode if you want to see, hear some total domination. Yeah, I think, those, I think those haikus were just a little too easy. I just think I'm super, super smart. Um, I mean, probably not. Uh, oh, oh, we could have left that at that. You got three little snide comment in there. <laughs> Douche. <laughs> 
quickly want to talk about leveldowngames.com. If you're unfamiliar, we do more than just audio podcasts. All of our content can be found on our main home on the internet, including new weekly episodes of both Max Level and BG Mania, alongside reviews for the newest release games and accessories, anything we produce on our YouTube channel, and daily news stories. So please, if you aren't a regular visitor of leveldowngames.com, consider bookmarking it and checking it out every so often. It would really mean a lot to all of us and help us out so much as we continue to grow. Podcasts, of course, can always be found on your favorite podcast app of choice every Monday morning for Max Level and every Wednesday morning for BG Mania. Okay, then we live happily ever after on this one. But no. No, no Frank, it's, it's, you, can't, it's you said, can't live happily it's, ever it's, after. It's, it's, You're going to be said, unhappily ever after. Exactly. From Super Nintendo's Alice Family, this is unhappily ever after. Much like my life, that is unhappily ever after from the Adams Family <laughs> Super Nintendo version. Uh, came out 1992, uh, composed by Jonathan Dunn once again. Once again, that's a nice little fun track. I mean, like that's literally you could hear that in any kind of like wizardry kind of game or yeah. And I mean, it's it's very upbeat. And I know we utilize this metaphor often when talking about that kind of track, but it's it has a very much like a amusement park or theme park feel to it. But it definitely hits the Adam's Family beat. It definitely has a da 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 I don't know how I just described that. I just stuttered all over myself there. Did you just have a stroke? Wow. Wow. But like in the Adam's Family's theme song, where they have that multi-chord progression where they hit multiple times, you heard that in this track as well. Yeah. Don't do drugs. <laughs> I know my feelings are hurt. Oh man, that's okay. You can't all be winners. Yeah, well, you're living proof. Well, well, sometimes, yeah, sometimes I don't win every time, dude. It's impossible to be a winner every time. Well, it's like my grandpappy used to always say. No, I'm not gonna say that. He said lots of racist things. We don't hear those things. <laughs> Very fun track, though, man, and it definitely. You know, it, you're right. It does have a lot of the same similarities to Adam's Family tracks, just in the way that they're composed. But the overall feel to that track isn't very Adam's Family in nature, and it's fun to hear a little bit of a diversity in that aspect. Absolutely, I agree. It's you know, that's actually a pretty good idea. Can you imagine Adam's Family theme park? I think that'd be cool. Or even if we combined like multiple IPs into a theme park like that, like maybe. 
you know, get Adam's family involved, maybe get some Tim Burton stuff involved. I think that'd be a really cool place to visit. Gomez's wild train ride. Like I would ride that. Is that is that sort of like the um uh the the Mr. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride? <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly the name I was trying to think of. Yeah, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. I couldn't think except of the name one, of it. Except that this one always ends in a train crash, so someone will always die. Someone will always die each ride. You just have to hope it's not you. Because it's random. As long as I ride on a Tuesday, I hope it's me. <laughs> Speaking of dying, though, my next track <laughs> happens to come from Adam's Family Values, the Super Nintendo version. The name of the track is House of the Dead. That was House of the Dead from the SNES version of the Adams Family Values, which also was composed by Keith Tinman and released sometime in 1994. I love that track, dude. Or, or well, according to Wikipedia, it was 1995, but it could have been 94 as well. That's the, issue. Wikipedia. the issues with these games, man, is that there's no consistency in the facts. Like, there's no consistency in the release dates. There's no consistency with the composers. It's just the Adam Family Games bit. It's a, it's a very jumbled mess of information spread out across multiple different websites, and it's a little unfortunate to see. But regardless, whatever the case, the House of the Dead Man, that track is probably one of my favorite things, if not my favorite thing we're going to hear today. It's very 80s. It's very synth. And it's kind of spooky. It has a lot of elements of the Halloween franchise baked into that. 
There's definite Michael Meyer vibes going on. This would fit like in the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Dead by Daylight. Like if you just. Oh, hell yeah, it would. Absolutely. You, you could play this and I'd be fine with it. Yeah, this would be amazing music for like a background track when you're whether you're playing the killer trying to stalk survivors or playing the survivor trying to, you know, avoid detection by the killer. Like that would totally work in, as a background track for Dead by Daylight. You're absolutely right. But I think the synth man is my favorite aspect about this track. Like just the little elements that Keith Tinman did with the actual synth in the background and then the melody and, you know, layered on top of that. This is a really well done track. I think my my favorite thing we're going to hear today. You done did good, Tin Man. Tin Tin Tinny Tin Man. All right. I'm going to take it down. Tim's a tool man, Taylor. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, let's show the Sega Genesis a little bit of love. How about that? Perfect, man. Been waiting for this track. From the Adams family game, this is <laughs> The Underground. was the underground from the Adams family came out you guessed it in 1992 this no way was... it probably wasn't 92 but it either sure way it was uh this was composed by matt furnace 
Yeah, freaking Matt Furness, man. Great track, too. Love, love, love that bass line. Holy bass line crap, just, dude. Just carried throughout the whole thing. But uh, yeah, he's done a lot. He's, he's very prolific. I, me and Ryan, we were talking about that before. He did just about everything. It was but, amazing. Uh, like any major port that released on the Genesis back during the day generally was composed by Matt Furness. He worked on so many things, man. Mortal Kombat, like so many yeah. things was Matt Furness. Boogerman. Uh, I told Brian. Boogerman, more just like Frank from Level Down Games. I wish. He has, a, he has a cool cape. I don't have a cape. Uh, <laughs> I told him this, this would fit in like a pitfall kind of game and sure as hell he did pitfall the mind adventure for Genesis. Yeah. Uh, Matt Furness also did, uh, did this game with Silicon and Synapse called the Lost Vikings. Yeah. A little Blizzard Entertainment, baby. Holler. Uh, but yeah, I love this track, man. It just boom, 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 boom. Little George of the Jungle. It's so, dude, it's so like deep. It's so good, man. Like, it is a very heavy track for just, it's so good, man. And that's why I really do like Genesis music. Genesis music, you know, the SNES oftentimes is referred to as the better sound chip. And usually I agree with that. I think Super Nintendo music in general is usually better than Genesis music. But the Genesis is no slouch and it has a fantastic Yamaha sound chip. We've talked about several times, very synth heavy. And just the Genesis man puts out some tunes and anytime you compare a Genesis track to an SNES track, like the underground version exists on the SNES version as well. You listen to underground on SNES and underground on Genesis. It's two very different tracks, even though they they are identical in terms of the way that they they move and the way that they hit the notes. But the Genesis version, dude, it's so much bassier. Or if we're talking about Mega Man, it's so much bassier. (laughs) I hate you so much. <laughs> this is the one Adams Family game that I've physically owned. Other than okay. uh, uh, there was a while I was collecting games, so yes, I've had Fester's Quest, I've had Pugly Scavenger Hunt. I no longer collect NES games; I sold them all. But the, the one physical game that I still have a copy of is the Adams Family for Sega. Why? I think I got it as like a birthday present or a Christmas present for one of my sisters, and I, I always have a whole sentimental value if someone gives me a, a game as a present. Loser. Well, I'm sorry that I'm an only child and I have people who love me, like my sisters. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't know why they love me, but all the mean things I do to them. Do they actually love you, Frank? You would think if they loved you, they would have told you that you can play as Knuckles. I think that they say they love me because they're afraid of the pranks that would come their way if they didn't. <laughs> I, 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 I'm still doing pranks, but I'm keeping them pretty nice. Contained for the most part, yeah. I, I'm I'm still not forgiven for the glitter bomb because I did ruin my sister's pizza and got all over her cat and yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a bad human being. Yeah, that's definitely true. I've been saying that for many many years. And I resemble the remark, yes. But we will stick with the Adams Family game in name as we go to the Super Nintendo version. Now, I want to play a track that has a fun little title. It is called "Wonderfully Gloomy Atmosphere."
And that was a wonderfully gloomy atmosphere from the Super Nintendo version of the Addams Family, which again released sometime in and around 1992, composed as the Super Nintendo version we think was done by Jonathan Dunn. I really like that one, dude. Another kind of upbeat, fun little track, sort of similar to your Unhappily Ever After earlier on in the show. Yeah, which doesn't seem to fit the Adams Family, but it does. Yeah, it totally does. And you think about it, man, and, you know, they they they, they go on and they like their lives and it's wonderfully gloomy. And that's just perfect to them. I myself am wonderfully gloomy. I like gloomy weather. I love when it's raining outside. I love when it's snowing outside, when it's cloudy dark give me dark dude yeah i don't want to see the sun let the sun stay behind the clouds um just uh if you're listening out there uh mr van helsing uh, I, I have brian's address if you're looking to stake him through the heart <laughs> i didn't say the sun burns though it kind of does every time i go outside and I, I never understood why it did that but man well, it's you're wider than a freaking paper plate in a snowstorm get a little sun player <laughs> I have color to my skin. You're practically translucent. I'm I'm two percent Cherokee Indian, dude. Yeah, your credit score. <laughs> uh, I like to apologize right now. I like to apologize right now to the Cherokee Nation for that two percent joke that I made there. That was just a joke that um you know everyone's like, oh man, I'm I'm one eighteenth percent. Portuguese and stupid shit like that. Like, that doesn't really matter. <laughs> With that being said, I am 6% African, so holla. What's up? Exactly. Nobody cares, Frank. Whoa, whoa. Don't deny my roots, okay? <laughs> good stuff, though. Good stuff. That's a, that's, a, that's a good track. Good stuff. You know what? I think we're going to we're gonna go done to done again. Okay. I'm going to... Might as well just hit the NES version while we're at it. Okay. From the Adams Family NES version... This is the uniquely titled Stage Theme Number Two.
that again was the Stage 2 theme from the Addams Family game on the NES. This one came out in 1991. Oh! Yeah, first in a market on this bad boy, composed by Johnny Dunn. Uh, you know, JD, you know, he really carved out a niche for himself with these uh, Addams Family games, huh? Not only that, but that is super catchy, dude. That track is just, it gets stuck in your head so easy. I love the way that one was done and totally sounds like an Adam's Family tune. Is this the one where you play as Gomez and you're like, and it's like hard to land? Yes. I hate this fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I know for sure I must have rented this then because I remember that. Okay. And, I mean, the, the game, it's so, what is your issue with Adam's Family games, first of all? I like I like the Adam's Family to the point that like, I, I, I want to love the games. I like the one on Sega. It's not the best, but it's, it's a game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but come on, man. Maybe you're right. I just think that, man, there's something so good about this music. And like I said, even even the track is over now. Of course, we're still hearing it in the background, but it just it, it is constantly like this will be one of the tunes that is stuck in my head when I go to the haunted house tonight and I'm just sitting there like trying to do my job. Like I'll, I'll be humming this tune probably the rest of the night. Or if I'm Frank. That's a medical condition, and you can go suck a fat man. I had to get it in there, man. I had to get I had to I had to make fun of you on that one one more time before the episode closes here soon. Brian, is there any like whatever the most painful disease out there that there is, I hope you get it. Nah. I hope, I hope it kills you quick. No, I lie, nah. I lie. Come on. I like it too much, Brian. I hope it kills you slow. <laughs> jumbling uh jumbling words together is not the same thing as a slow, painful death. <laughs> I have a medical condition. Okay. Yeah, what's it called? Old fat, I don't know. <laughs> those aren't medical conditions. Those are psychological conditions. I don't know. They are physiological changes forced upon me by this world. By this cruel, cruel world. Yes. That mm. I hope uh, I leave soon. Mm. Yeah, just, preach on it. Mm -hmm. I, just, mm -hmm. I just won't die. What a, um, what a cruel world. Now that, that's a fun, that is a fun tune. It's a really fun tune, man. It is a fun tune. I, I like it a lot. Have you heard of our other podcast, Max Level? For those who are unaware, we do a weekly all-purpose video game podcast known as Max Level every Monday morning. Featuring myself, Frank, Sean, and Kyle, the four of us talk about the hottest topics in gaming that week while discussing the games we've been spending time with over the past seven days. Not only that, but we detail the new releases for the week, including a fun Metacritic guessing game. Speaking of games, if you're into trivia, Bonus Stage is a competitive segment where Sean, Frank, and Kyle compete against one another in a series of five questions to see who is the champion for that particular week. Max Level is always a lot of fun and entertaining while still providing the news you need to know on a weekly basis. Not only that, but the latest reviews, impressions, reaction videos, and podcast episodes can be found on our main home on the internet, and hopefully one day yours as well, leveldowngames.com. I think we should go back to back to back to back with the strict Adams Family game. But we played a Genesis version, we played an SNES version, we played an NES version, so I think it's only fitting to close out our four-pack of Adams Family game block here with the Sega Master System once again. From the Adams Family, this is The Crypt.
And that was the crypt from the Sega Master System version of The Addams Family. And let me just say, how freaking awesome was that? Came out sometime in and around 92, maybe even earlier, I don't know. We, again, we have no idea when this game actually came out on most platforms, and we don't even know a composer for this one. Uh, this is the one version that we weren't able to find any information on. But I'm gonna tell you right now, that is an incredible composition, dude. I freaking love that. That was, it was amazing. Like, there's no other words for it. Like, I did not expect it to be so good. That section in the middle where it gets fast and things just get, like, really upbeat tempo-wise. Dude, it is so good. Like, and again, very catchy, but still has a little bit of an eerie undertone that you can tell this is a game that is supposed to feel unsettling. And the name of the track is called The Damn Crypt for, I mean, it's, it's well, the Crypt. Oh, makes sense. Yeah, it should be unsettling. It's, it's The Damn Crypt, exactly. Damn! As Sean would normally do on max level with the old Ron Simmons soundbite. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't think I've ever played the Master System version of this, so I might have to, like, seek that out, because... I've never, played, I've never played the Master System version of this either, and there aren't that many games that I've even played on the Sega Master System. It's one of those consoles that I, myself, never physically owned, but my buddy, when I was living in an apartment complex in the mid-90s, actually had one. You know, I was 9, 10 years old at the time, and his family actually had a Master System. And, you know, he had several games for it. And I used to actually play like columns and all these other weird types of games on the Master System over at his house. So I have extensive experience with the Master System, several years, in fact, with the Master System that, you know, I was going over his house and playing it. But it was never a system that I played a ton of games on. And it's always intrigued me because there's a lot of things, especially music wise, that I really do enjoy on the Master System. You know what? We have to do a Master System uh, episode. I think that'd be fun. Just, just, just to make us uh, force us to look into it and see what we can find. Yeah, I think that'd be fun to do in the future. Absolutely. And if you suggest that to us and any other cool suggestions you may have, you can do that at BGMania at leveldowngames.com. Sure can. All right. I have one last track of my own, Brian. You do. And I do as well. Well, of my own. Who cares about you? I'm the best. Everybody does, man. As you guys should, because he needs the love and attention. Otherwise, you know, who knows? I'm not I'm not the one that's carving my name on my wrists. I'm not going to carve my name on my wrists. I'm going to carve your name so they blame you for murder. <laughs> I, I figure I get the sweet release of death that I've been looking for, and you get raped in prison. So everyone wins. <laughs> yeah, everyone wins. Me and me and uh, six nine, me and six nine chilling together. Yeah, I wonder who else you guys are gonna rat on. <laughs> it's his wife's head in the box at the end of seven. Uh, <laughs> Spoilers. My last pick. I'm gonna go to Pugly's for my last. Pick. <laughs> All right, again, you stop. For my last pick, I'm gonna go to Pugsley's scavenger hunt. This is the house interior.
and that was the house interior from Pugsy Scavenger Hunt that came out February 1993 and was composed by Barry Leach. That's right. I'm saying it's Barry Leach because the NES version didn't have music. Well, it also could have been, um, as I said, it could have been Jonathan Dunn because that's the other composer we found. He, for ain't, getting credit. he ain't getting credit for nothing anymore. I think he's had enough. No, the, NES, the, the NES version definitely had music. There was like one or two tracks in there. I remember looking at it. They had the opening theme and the closing theme. That's it. Yeah. There, there's one or two tracks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this game is actually a good game. It's I've, 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 I've played it. I've owned it on the NES when I collected games I said earlier. The SNES version is a whole lot better. Yeah, I've not. I've only played the SNES version. The downside to this game was it's a hard game and doesn't have a password system. There was a password system on the NES and the Game Boy version of this game, but not on the Super Nintendo version, which makes no sense. How dare you, Ocean? How dare you? Right. But it was cool because it was a side-scrolling platforming game, which, you know, generally we always do enjoy. Those games are phenomenal, usually. I like them anyway. Yeah, and it's, it's cool, you know, Pugsley got his own game. Maybe Pubert will get his own game in the future. I would like to think that, you know, he already did have his own game. We just didn't know about it yet. I don't think so. No. Uh, Can you imagine if there's like a whole score of Adam Sandler games we didn't even know about? And they're all composed by Jonathan Dunn, too. But they're they're (laughs) out there and never released. The music exists, but not the game. (laughs) I I hope that this new movie that's coming out does spurn more interest in Adam Sandler. Maybe we will get a new Adam Sandler game. It would be cool to see something in the modern era in terms of Adam's Family games. Like, you know, our last Adam's Family game realistically was 19. And I'm sorry, 2001 here in North America with the game that was released on Game Boy Color called The New Adam's Family. I'm going to tell you right now, I've seen the gameplay footage of that game on YouTube. I don't think the game actually exists. I know that I've seen the gameplay footage, but I wasn't able to find anything on that game. There is no music, and I, I could hear when in the gameplay footage, like, there's music playing, but nobody has any music listed for this game. I don't know what's going on with it, but technically 2001 is the last time we've seen an Adam Stanley game come out, and before that it was 1995, so... Realistically, it's been a long time since we've seen a video game based on the Adam Family property. And you're right, the movie coming out this Friday would be a great opportunity for them to tie something in in terms of the gaming world again. Yeah, I'm saying it right now. I want Fester's Quest 2. That's right. I said it. It would be cool to see something like that. I mean, yeah, you know, we can't get Sunsoft back making it again, but, you know, there, there's definite teams out there that have captured and... I know he, a certain Nordic team who can... I'm talking about like good studios, Frank. You look at like someone like Yacht Club Games and what they did with Shovel Knight and just, you know, they were able to capture such a great formula. You know, there's a team out there that could do Fester's Quest justice and and make a great sequel or at least a spiritual successor to that game. It would be really, really, really cool to see. No, 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 no. We're, we're talking good studios, Frank. <laughs> Ones that don't, you know, release their games full of bugs. All right. Even, even though the we'll, Adams Family does like bugs. We'll let EA somehow get their hands on this one here, and then we'll have Adams Family Loot Box. Adams Family, the Loot Box microtransaction adventure. That's, that's what it's, it, there'll, there'll be loot boxes, but thing will pop out of them. Exactly. <laughs> Let's make it, make it so. 
It was a good pick, though. I, I did enjoy that the house interior and and Pugsley Scavenger Hunt as a soundtrack actually has some really good tunes on there, man. Like there, there's several good pieces of music in Pugsley Scavenger Hunt. Like we could have picked several other tracks from that game, but we just would have overloaded it if we did. So that's why we definitely spread things out. And I know we picked a lot from the Adams Family game, but that's just because the game based on the Adams Family that came out everywhere literally just was called the Adams Family. Like it's yeah. not the same game everywhere. It is, a, it is a different game on many different many different platforms. <laughs> the, yes, there are ga- there are platforms where the game is the same, but a lot of the platforms that game released on is totally different, which is really cool to think about. But I am going to close out the episode this week. We are going to go back to 1995's Adam's Family Values, and we're going to the Sega Genesis version. We're going to listen to Staff Roll, which again was composed by the Tin Man, Keith Tin Man, And I'm going to tell you right now, the track you're about to hear to close out the episode, probably the spookiest thing we've heard today on the show. Absolutely. And it's it's the staff roll. (laughs) Yeah. I love this, Frank. It is unsettling. It is spooky. And it is like the base again. It's it's altogether ooky. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I see what you you did there. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's very bass heavy again because we're back to the Sega Genesis, which I absolutely love. This is an amazing track and it's a great way to close out the episode because, you know, I know October we like to do like theme stuff based in and around Halloween. Not everything we're going to do is spooky. I mean, you look at last year. Mega Man music is not spooky. The only reason we did that is because of the costumes. Like, and we thought it was a fun idea to do that. So not everything is going to be spooky. And a lot of the music we heard today was sort of eerie because it's the Adams family, but it wasn't like crazy eerie. Next week, you're definitely going to hear some definite more unsettling tunes but then obviously our radio hour on the episode we are no yes. uh, the, the radio hour at the end of the month and our bonus episode actually that takes place on halloween itself will be much more spookier music than uh, than we've been playing here over the past couple weeks so we're going to close out again with a track that is just absolutely phenomenal make sure you stick around and listen to that because uh, I, I think for, I can I'm, I think I can speak for both of us, Frank. When I think that this is one of the better tracks on the show this week, like it's really absolutely good. agreed. Yeah, it's really, really, really good. But I think that is going to bring us to the close of the show this week. Unless you have anything else you wanted to discuss before we get on out of here, don't be a bully. Be a star, Brian. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of PG Media, made possible by LevelDownGames.com. Don't forget to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to BGmania at leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. And remember, we are running that contest through the end of October. We'll be actually picking a winner I'm on November 2nd. No, nope, you're not eligible. But remember, leave us a rating and a review for both BG Mania and Max Level. You will qualify once each for each of the gift cards. We're giving away one $10 gift card for BG Mania, one $10 gift card for Max Level. And you can enter for as many Apple ID accounts that you have. As many accounts you have, leave us those ratings and reviews multiple entries, multiple chances to win a sweet little $10 gift card. We'd also be grateful if you could drop it over to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash level games and subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash level games and click that follow button. We are literally 
just a small amount away from 4,000 subscribers on YouTube. So if you've yet to subscribe, please go do that. And then we'll be making the big push to 5,000 subscribers. And I'm really looking forward to hitting that big old 5K number. Stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook would be the place to do so. Check the description box for the appropriate links. Next week, we are going to be taking a listen to and exploring the entire franchise of Corpse Party. Corpse Party is a very unsettling franchise based around a high school where the students are literally being killed. And it is it is I went to crazy, high school man. like that. Yeah, Brentwood High School. <laughs> Represent. <laughs> Frank has not played these games, and I do have some experience with them. So Frank is going to be taking a step back and just letting me pick the music. So he's going to be going on a musical journey with all of you next week. And I will do my best to pick the spookiest, most unsettling tunes that exist in the entire soundtrack of the Corpse Party franchise games. And there's... And at, as is tradition... When Brian picks all the music, I'm going to come packed with tons of fun little jokes for each and every one of you. Oh, man. You're just make sure, make sure they're not your mama jokes. That's going to be the scariest part of the whole thing. Just make sure they're not your mama jokes because that Brian, like, it's, you, it's, literally, it's, you literally killed the vibe of that episode last time with your dumb your mama jokes. It's a corpse episode. They're going to be dead baby jokes. You're welcome. Oh, man. Taking us out of this episode once again, we have the staff role from the Adams Family Values Sega Genesis version composed by Keith Tinman. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.